0: Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our moms tell people when we tell them not to buy the the MacBooks that came out in January because a new one is coming out tomorrow and they don't know what that means. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On the show,
1: we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. Maybe even a new chip or two along the way, apparently.
0: Kind of crazy. I, I, who would have thunk it? I know. Is what you could say. Yeah. yeah. I I am very confused. Because we were here not but a week ago with with these rumored... Uh, I think Mark German called the Mac announcements and we were like, "Well, what what does that mean? Are we getting are we getting, you know, an iMac with a chip upgrade to the M2 that it's that's overdue? Are we getting an M3?" And now I don't know if you've seen this Noah, but the the M3 Pro and Max boxes for the the 14 and 16 inch macbook pros leaked i think i
1: did see a picture of the box it was like a very distinctive
0: uh wallpaper on it i think i did see that yeah and the so let me go and find this i'll 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 pull up the uh the original picture here and what the heck is going on here did Something happened to X. Because I am only seeing, like... Oh, what? It only lets you see the top tweets. if If you're not, like... I'm going to have to stream this. I'm sorry, this is already going off the rails. (laughs) But this, I think, is new to me. I just... I'm not signed in to Twitter on Chrome, so I looked up Luke Miani Twitter, clicked it, right? Simple enough, and what it appears to be showing, I was like, what is this timeline? December 2022, July, March, like what are these random May 7th yeah. of this year, like what is, what is this? Well, it's sorting by most liked. And it seems like it won't let me, like, change. Like, why is this not chronological? There's no way to sort it. That's really weird. Can you click on, like, one of those other tabs?
1: Do those, like, the replies or the likes or whatever? No, you can't. Oh, my God. You
0: can't click on it. That's so stupid. Of course. (sighs) Right. Well, I guess I'm going to have to sign in. Uh, you know what? This is stupid. Screw X. We're done with that. I'm not going there. They're gonna make me jump through all those hoops. You're gonna have to take my word for it, Noah. I saw a leaked box. It was a picture of the uh, the obviously the only thing that was different was the wallpaper. But the wallpaper was like, you know, the Apple event invite and that like Finder that's like black and like glowing. Yeah. It was basically that. Yeah,
1: it was very like, it was dark, like a, like a black or like gr- like dark gray kind of looking. It was like, I don't know, I saw it and I was like, is that really, because it looks like an Apple wallpaper, but I guess the color scheme is really what
0: threw me off, because usually I feel like the wallpapers yeah. are a bit more colorful. No, you're absolutely right, and I don't know, the, the thing that I drew from that most of all was, that's real like just here's the thing you can make fakes as much as you want but if making like a fake picture of like an unreleased apple product requires you to make the exact wallpaper even making a wallpaper with any degree of like I don't know, it's just, I I never, ever, ever see fake leaks with wallpapers because it's one thing to make a fake leak, it's another thing to make a fake wallpaper because it's so much easier to just Photoshop, you know, 16 over a 15 or M3 over a two or like, you can fake little details, but making a whole wallpaper, especially when that's the only thing that has changed, that would be hard to do. Add on to that the fact that the wallpaper very closely resembles the media that Apple has released for the event tomorrow. I'm pretty sure that's real. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, Noah. In 24 hours, we are going to get the M3, the M3 Pro, and the M3 Max all at once. I think we're going to get, at the very, very bare minimum, MacBook Pros. And an iMac I think perhaps the way Apple would do it is iMac 24 inch that allows them to introduce USB-C accessories so goodbye lightning port Um, so they'll replace that then they'll do the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros for sure those are like almost guaranteed at this point the wild cards for me are do we get a 13 inch MacBook Pro do we get any MacBook Airs, and do we get a Mac Mini? That's what I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's like kind of crazy because before, like before this event was announced, and we said like we were thinking like okay maybe they'll do a Mac, maybe they'll put the M2 in the iMac, and I was like I was gonna be okay with that. Sure, put the M2 in the iMac. But when they announced this event, first of all, if they're having an event, has to be more than just that, obviously. But the yes. name or the tagline or whatever, scary fast, right? It has to be the next generation of chips. You don't call it that and mm-hmm. you and put the same chips you've already seen in a new product. It doesn't make any sense. So it has to be the new chips. And even then, I would still think, okay, M3, maybe M3 Pro, because we've seen, you know, the Mac Mini has a you know a pro level chip in it. Maybe they'll do even an iMac with a pro level chip in it as well. But scary oh, no. fast, they gotta do the max too I don't know about the ultra but like at least the max they gotta they gotta do more so I'm like I'm so bewildered by all of this
0: no absolutely um it I think that dude it, it's weird because I think that all of those points are great you know we're we're almost certainly going to get. M3 Pro and Max, all three. So the question then is which products get it? And what about Vision Pro? Because this is the weird thing. You're talking about scary fast, right? That obviously means something big is happening. And we'll talk about the weird timing in just a second. But. This is obviously a chip upgrade. And it's a chip upgrade that carries an outsized importance because I think Apple is aware of the, the stiff competition that they're facing from Intel. It's actually kind of ironic that um, Apple just transitioned away from Intel three years ago. And at the exact same time, Intel was like, all right, you know what? We got to get our shit together. And they have absolutely been gunning the last couple of years. In fact, I just did a video uh, which in which I compared the M2 Pro Mac Mini to a, um, a, a micro PC, 4 inch by 4 inch, like absolutely microscopic, with a Core i9. Now, it's, a, it's one of the only micro PCs with a Core i9. And the thing that I noticed about said Core i9 was it was almost, almost exactly the same performance as the M2 Pro in some basic benchmarks, which was weird. But it's even more weird because that CPU was running at its minimum power allotment because it's in a tiny computer. So the M2 Pro being a higher end laptop chip, Competing against a Core i9 higher end laptop chip. Not their super beefy ones like the Core i9 13900HX. That thing is a monster and it absolutely smokes M2 Pro and Max in a lot of cases. But this thing was matching it running under vaulted basically. Like it was using 35 watts of power with a different implementation you could you could give that chip 115 watts so obviously apple still has that you know they really do have the uh efficiency aspect that nobody else has but they don't have the performance edge anymore that's undeniable people will cope about that and you know i'm not saying that it's objectively worse because it's not as fast i would rather take an optimized chip with good battery life and thermals than just the maximum amount of performance possible. But that being said, it is not deniable that Intel right now at a price point and a tier of processor point, they're faster. So we thought, I mean, last week we talked about what the heck are we doing here? We just got M2 Pro 10 months ago. Why are we getting M3 Pro already? That's crazy. But this is what Apple has to do to to really continue to assert their dominance in this field. You can't fumble the bag three years into launching your own chips. Yeah, that's a good
1: point because, you know, we, we,
0: when we talked last week, there was that rumor,
1: and who was it? It was like German or someone said, like, you know, oh, it, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, do the new 14 and 16-inch uh, max. And we were like that's kind of crazy because we just got them mm-hmm. in January, whatever. So I, I definitely agree with you. Like Apple definitely has – Apple has, you know, sort of the Apple bubble, right? There's the people that buy Apple products and will always buy Apple products. But definitely, you know, there are some people who could go either way, and those are the people that, that you know, Apple could lose to Intel. So definitely um, I, I guess they need to keep up. I don't know if there was something uh, – if like the M2 – got delayed or the m3 got pushed up it does still seem kind of weird that they're 10 months apart but or you know they're they're very close together um but you know i guess i'm not going to complain about getting you know more more power better processors
0: yeah and i mean i think we got to address it head on uh ray tracing we're going to get ray traced macbooks in 24 hours Hello. Is what I made a TikTok, all right? Like 2 days ago where I talked about the gaming aspect of this. And I think that that is legitimately going to be very important. Uh we'll talk about the the core configurations and like what we're expecting out of these new chips. We'll talk about that in a second, but the big thing that I'm seeing a lot of discussion about uh, from from German Trader Joe over here, Trader Joe Johan, uh, we've got, it's happening at 5 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow. What? What is all this about? Like, why are we getting an event in the evening? It's going to be 8 p.m. my time. That's weird. One of the proposals that I heard is that that particular time will allow Apple to have a tie-in from an as-yet unnamed Japanese game developer that is supposedly heavily featured in the event. So being uh, having this event during Japanese business hours was apparently the reason that they are doing an evening event this time. And that opens a whole can of worms right
1: yeah that's like i don't know i guess it's kind of funny like apple and gaming have never really gone together obviously like mobile games on the iphone apple arcade whatever that stuff's super great but when we're talking about like you know the mac level and like you know you mentioned ray tracing which uh you know which the the iphones got in the in the in the more recent chip like all of this all of this stuff points to something a lot more than just like a mobile game and then the fact that they're partnering with some i also heard this about the japanese uh some japanese game company to do something i'm so like i'm I'm so uh so interested to see you know what it's gonna be
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, here's, so here's the thing. I think a lot of people like to overanalyze Apple, like, you know, we've got all of this mystery of gaming, okay, and there's been a lot of people who are confused, bewildered even, and a lot of people who are are very quickly jumping to dismissing it, right? Okay, it's Apple, they don't really care about gaming. They're going to have a couple of partnerships where they've basically handheld a developer into Apple Silicon porting a game. They're going to release, you know, they'll have, like, two two dudes on basically the same stuff that came out at the iPhone event, right? There was the Resident Evil. There was a – they had, like, a couple, like, console-level type games that were coming to the iPhone in some form. They'll do the same with the Mac and call it a day. And that's very much possible. I don't wanna say that that is not what's happening here, but I will say that I think there is the potential for Apple to actually legitimately take on the, the idea of AAA gaming, like legitimate, real, not just mobile or Apple Arcade gaming. And the reason that I think that is very simple, okay? Rewind. Let's put ourselves back in 2018. All right. Noah, you just had the the Core i9 15-inch MacBook Pro, the the infamously well-cooled, very ventilated Core i9 MacBook Pro. Uh huh. I was still rocking my 2016. Um, you know, we I I had an iMac that had a a Radeon M395 four gigabyte card in it. In 2018, the vast majority of Macs were not capable of running games even if they were supported. Apple's highest end MacBook Pros at that point had the Radeon Pro 560X, which was basically a refreshed refresh of the laptop version of an RX 460 that came out in 2015. It was a low-end GPU, double-refreshed, four years later. Like, even the most expensive stuff, you would've had a hard time playing well-optimized games. And I know that because I ran them in Boot Camp. okay? So, the issue with Mac gaming, and Apple supporting it, is because if Apple were to encourage developers to support running their games on Mac OS, consumers would very quickly find out that their hardware just wasn't powerful enough. And it would've made them look bad because all of these people on their MacBook Airs, you know, would've tried to fire up Battlefield and been like, oh, well that sucks. I'm gonna buy a PC now. Like, maybe not that, but it doesn't make them look good. Nowadays, We have a situation where even the cheapest, the least powerful Apple Silicon machine, the M1 MacBook Air, is already extremely powerful and would be more than capable of running very decently demanding games. And when you get up to like M3 and the M3 Pro and Max, a lot of people have the M3 Pro like that. That is not a niche high end chip. The M3 with ray tracing, I'm sure, is not going to be a niche chip. There's going to be millions of devices. And so what Apple can basically say to developers now is, okay, look, the the game has changed, pun intended. A couple years ago, I get it. You didn't want to invest your time in developing games and supporting all of these different SKUs of Mac just so that you could get you know, a thousand people that have that GPU and want to play that game. But now you say, look, you develop for Apple Silicon and boom, you've got all of these devices ready to go in one fell swoop, millions of potential customers. That is a lot more appealing.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, a few things that that really pop out. One thing you mentioned that Apple uh, announce some AAA games coming to the iPhone. If you're already going mm-hmm. to port these games to run on the iPhone, they might as well run on the Mac as well, iPad yeah. eventually when the iPad gets, you know, the M3, whatever. All of these devices. So, like you just said, the last thing you said, when you target Apple Silicon, you're targeting so many different devices. You're targeting. You can target iPhones eventually, iPads, uh, Macs. Maybe even the Apple Watch. Just kidding, but you can target. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, AAA games on the Apple Watch. Um, but no, you're 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 able to target all these devices, and then also like you said, now they finally caught up in terms of being powerful enough, so it's actually worthwhile to to do it. But I definitely agree that there is a space. Right, people have plenty of people, even people who aren't gamers have Macs. In fact, I'd say most gamers don't have Macs or it's not their gaming computer of choice, obviously. Right? A
0: lot of gamers will will dual wield. You know, I'm right. I'm one of them. I have a gaming PC, but I use Macs for everything else. Yeah, that's very true. But I feel like so I feel like there are some people like that,
1: but a lot of people who who maybe aren't gamers and they just have Macs and, you know, the, it could be a market that they could that Apple could really tap into. Like they had Apple Arcade, I guess you can You play some of those games or maybe even all of those games on a Mac. I don't know how much Apple's really pushed that too much, but but definitely more like, you know, maybe even the AAA titles could be better. And then I was also thinking, you know, if we're getting a new iMac, imagine a gaming experience on the iMac. That seems like a great, uh, you know, 20, 24 inch iMac like we have. Maybe we'll finally get the 27 inch iMac uh, back, maybe with a pro chip in it. Maybe even we've heard rumors of a 32-inch. Maybe that'll come later, whatever. But, like, that could be a very, like, good machine for all of this gaming stuff to happen. You got this nice, very large display. It has the nice built-in, like, um, surround sound speakers or spatial audio speakers, whatever. Uh, You know, keyboard, mouse, maybe even plug in a controller. Like, I could definitely see Apple, you know, marketing that. Not just for gamers, but also for gamers, maybe.
0: Absolutely, I think it's I think it's a very strong possibility. And we had a comment here that pointed out that the game porting toolkit for for game devs happened this year. Um, so I, I don't think it's a coincidence that we've got Apple talking about new chips with ray tracing six months, actually not even four months, five months after they introduced the game porting toolkit, which has already made things a lot better. So, I don't know. It it really does seem like Apple isn't just half-assing at this time. I think that they see... Obviously, they they are one of the biggest beneficiaries of the gaming industry. Mobile games. Mobile games are much bigger than desktop gaming in terms of profits. uh, Which most most gamers don't consider those real games, uh, depending on your definition. But... I think Apple is finally seeing, like, okay, well, what's the harm in in trying to get into this new market? I mean, somebody somebody brought up a great point. What if these AAA games come to the Apple TV? I think we talked about that at one point. You know, if Apple were to put the A17 Pro into an Apple TV, that would honestly be on par with, like... I mean, it's more powerful than a Nintendo Switch by a matter of multiples. And that's a full on game console. So Apple could very easily pivot with existing hardware to making a console. And that is not like, that's, that's not a simple thing to do. But that's what Apple Silicon would allow, right? They could literally just put a Mac Mini on your TV and have a console if the game support actually materializes. That is very true and I didn't even like think about the Apple
1: TV because Apple hasn't really done much to it in in you know quite a while, but absolutely exactly. there's no reason why they couldn't just stick a much more powerful chip in there. And then obviously, you know, they'll say if you want to play games you're going to have to get a controller to to work with it. You're not going to use the Apple TV remote to play your AAA games, but that's fine <laughs> because iOS and, Speak for and uh, Well, okay, good luck with that. But like all of these, like their underlying system, you know, iOS, iPadOS, MacOS, all share the underlying system that has amazing support for game controllers. It'll work with PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, uh, third party, whatever. So they already have all that groundwork laid. It's been there for a long time. You can already use game controllers on the Apple TV. Right. So you might as well, if they put a more powerful chip, and then that's just yet another, like you said about targeting Apple Silicon and getting a bunch of devices, that's yet another device that they could target for free. Right. You already have the Mac. The yeah. game's already going to support keyboard and mouse. It's already going to support uh, controller input. And, you know, maybe the touch input is a little bit different. But if you want to target the iPhone, you're going to do that. But if you're already targeting the Mac, you might as well target the Apple TV too. Right. And then you'll get like, You'll get the people who play on the Macs. Some people might plug their Macs into their TVs. And then the best experience is you just have like the Apple TV set top box on your TV and you're and you're good to go. Like that would be pretty
0: awesome. Exactly. I mean, that's that has got to be compelling. That has got to be compelling. And and what I'm curious to see is obviously all of this stuff is true regardless of this exact specific event, right? Like, an event is a great time to highlight gaming, but one would assume that it's not gonna be exclusive to M3 series, but that being said, the implication exists that, you know, you kind of have to imagine that the M3, M3 Pro, and M3 Max are gonna be pretty legitimate if they're doing an event that is, I mean, the the focus seems to be on the chips and how fast they are um i mean they literally it doesn't get any more obvious you know we're not really reading tea leaves with this event invite all right it's literally called scary fast and the animation is a finder logo i think we all know where it's going so the question is is the m3 a major leap because I don't know if you remember, but we talked about this on the show a month ago. The A17 Pro, the CPU is almost unchanged from the A16. It's not even uh, a different internal identifier. It's just called, uh, I think that the A16 was called H15. I I don't know why those numbers aren't the same. And then the uh, the A17 Pro was called H15 Call. So... You know, on the CPU, very similar. The GPU obviously adds ray tracing and it is more of an increase, but not, like, crazy. So, it does make you wonder, like, if these M3 chips are just, you know, based on, on the a <clears throat> If these chips are based on the A17, which one can assume that they would be, and 3 nanometer... Is there more to it than just adding some more cores and ray tracing? Yeah. I mean, like, okay,
1: the title or the tagline. Obviously, it's a pun on, like, Halloween. And maybe this is a separate Mm -hmm. topic. But I feel like I'm very curious if they're going to do any. They got to do some sort of, like, a at least a nod to the fact that it's Halloween. But I wonder if they'll do anything else, like, spooky music or, like, even costumes or, like, who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll do something. We can funny. talk about that. But, but they've definitely um,
0: done like late October events though, without making any addressments to Halloween. But this time they did. So maybe you're right. Yeah, exactly. Like the fact that they called it
1: "Scary Fast" and they're going for that, like you know, the the themes like very dark, very black, like scary, spooky, whatever i i i guess we'll i guess we'll see i'm sure they'll probably keep it pretty professional but maybe we'll get you
0: know some little joke in there or something who knows i hope i hope craig comes out in like a jack-o'-lantern or something he's just like wearing a giant pumpkin you know that'd be good i would like that uh i saw an interesting comment here what if they release an apple tv with an m3 or m3 pro for playing games on tv I mean yeah, I think that's it's not out of the realm of possibility that Apple could do an Apple TV Pro. Imagine that, 299, maybe even 399 with an M3 chip that runs tvOS and is like fully a game console. They could do it. See, I was thinking about
1: that because so I i play video games not not uh super frequently but i guess i've been playing them a bit more frequently lately but i have a switch i love my switch and i play like indie games like okay the switch is a 2016 console with a 2016 chip in it that has not changed i have i have the oled version so the screen is nicer but the chip is the exact same so it's a very old mobile chip but it still plays the games that I like to play because they're all like small indie games, whatever. But I was thinking like the reason why I like the Switch so much, I mean, I like the controllers. I like how, how that whole thing works, but I like the ability that I can dock it on the TV and play on the big screen. And then if I want to take it on the go, I have, you know, the same games, the same, all my save files in progress, the games run the same, my settings, whatever, whatever. And I'm thinking like, Maybe the Apple uh, the Apple TV could almost recreate that, right? with iCloud, you know when and you're you know you buy a, a game, let's say you buy a game on the Apple TV and it's on your Apple ID. That game should probably also show up on your iPhone if it's supported by the iPhone. So you know like you buy an app on one platform, it shows up on your other platforms most of the time. Yeah. So if that happens, right, then you get a very similar experience where I can play on the TV with my Apple TV. I, when I go on the Go, I can play on my iPhone and the iCloud save file will sync, you know, my progress between the, the different devices, my, my progress and my settings and whatever. And you get a, a uh, situation that is very similar to what the Nintendo Switch gives you. And there will still be a place for the Switch. Nintendo has some great first-party games and franchises that they'll always have. But I feel like this could legitimately compete with the switch, because so many people already have iPhones, they already have that part. You know, add in the the uh, TV part. If they have the TV part, it'll make the mobile part even better because developers will be more incentivized to bring games to Apple Silicon, and then some of them will run on your iPhone or your Mac. It just makes the
0: ecosystem even better. <sighs> That's a good point, dude. I mean, the ecosystem argument is just so compelling. It like I think that this is now where Apple is able to make the ecosystem work for this new area, right? They tried it with Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade was supposed to be that, you know, you buy it and it shows up on all your devices and your different platforms and you get to play the games, but it like it didn't really make a ton of sense. I don't think anybody gives a shit about Apple Arcade anymore. But like now we talked about earlier. Your your iPhone has Resident Evil. There's no, there's nothing that physically would stop them from just implementing that on the iPad and the Mac and all the way up the product lineup. I think that they will. I think that they probably have already been. I think this is like a a lie by omission. You know, like it was a month ago that they announced all those gaming things. I am fairly confident that every single one of those developers has been developing for the iPhone and the Mac all along we just haven't heard about it yet
1: yeah definitely you know definitely those games that we already saw and maybe even more they'll say like oh we said they were coming to iPhone and now they're coming to Mac too like I I fully believe that
0: and here's another another interesting uh another very interesting comment here you know, in, in keeping with this confusion of what exactly we're getting tomorrow, Jamie here speculates, I think we're going to get compute modules for the Mac Pro. And I actually don't remember hearing about this. Uh, apparently, in iOS files, compute module 13 comma 1 was found. I'm looking this up now because I'm not I'm not aware of this. But I don't remember that would this. be really, really interesting. Oh wow. It's real. February twenty-third, twenty twenty-three. Hmm. And all new here, let me let me share this, because this is uh this is interesting. Now this is this is uh this is a little older. This was this is from February, so it's actually before uh the, the new Mac Pro came out, which is interesting. So I'm not sure if this is the CCRP on this is not very strong. We'll put it that way. Sure. But they say the new compute module device class was spotted in iOS 16.4 developer disk image from Xcode 16.4 beta, which is interesting. Uh int- yeah, cuz why would it be in iOS? Yeah. Curious. So they have two different Compute Module, 13, 1 and 3. The purpose is unclear, but speculation argues they're designed for the Mac Pro, which is weird because why are these showing up in iOS and why is it showing up before we actually got the Mac Pro? But I suppose it's possible that if Apple is working on a Compute Module, whatever that means, that could... That could be coming in 24 hours.
1: Yeah, I guess, you know, so this was this rumor was from before the the Apple Silicon Mac Pro came out. Uh, I guess, you know, we would have expected if we had talked about this, we would have expected maybe that that would materialize when the Apple Silicon Mac Pro did. Although we weren't even expecting to see the Apple Silicon Mac Pro at WWDC and it just showed up and we were kind of surprised. We were surprised that it showed up but we were also kind of disappointed by it because it's basically, you know, the same ch- it's, it's the same chassis with like a like a Mac Studio crammed in the little corner and then there's so much extra space. And it is modular, you can add extra storage or whatever, but it was still kind of confusing. And I feel like if these compute cards exist, whatever they do if they're like afterburner cards or something else, whatever they are, they could potentially help justify the existence of the Apple Silicon Mac Pro. And so I think it is a little bit weird that they didn't launch at the same time as the Apple Silicon Mac Pro, but we got a random Apple Pencil out of nowhere a couple weeks ago. That was weird. There's a bunch of weird things that are happening. We're getting an event at 5 p.m. Pacific time. That's a little bit weird. Who knows? Maybe we could see them. It would definitely fit with the theme of Scary Fast and, you know, the Macs. It would definitely fit in that, the overall theme. Um, Also, we can talk about, like, it's gonna be a whole event. It has to have a decent amount of stuff in it. It's not gonna just be a twenty minute, you know, one and done little thing. They gotta they gotta fill it out a
0: little bit at least. So we never know. Well, that's actually a good point because we're in uncharted territory here, Noah. It could be a twenty minute thing, for all we know. I guess,
1: but like I mean it is online only. It was a little mm-hmm. bit last minute. But I don't know, do you really think it would be maybe it's not going to be the full length of like, you know, an iPhone Apple Watch kind of event, but I feel like I don't
0: know, maybe they could do a little bit extra. I don't know. I think I think probably 45 minutes. I could see that. I think it'll I I think it's going to be a little shorter and I think we also got to keep in mind that Apple benefits from the outsized hype that a last-minute event like this causes. So, I think a lot of people maybe are getting their expectations set a little too high. I would probably, I would guess, if I had to be realistic here about our expectations, I think we're going to get the M3, M3 Pro, M3 Max in the 14 and 16-inch MacBook Pros, Maybe a 13-inch MacBook Pro update as well. I think no MacBook Air. I think we get an iMac. And honestly, maybe we don't even get a Mac Mini. There's no reason that they couldn't do it because we talked about last week uh, in the hypothetical that they released an M3 and not an M3 Pro. The Mac Mini would be weird because you'd have an M3 Mac Mini and an M2 Pro Mac Mini. So... Given that we're getting all of those chips, a Mac Mini is very much on the table. But beyond that, um, I mean, I guess that is pretty much everything. Uh, I don't think we're going to we're not going to get a Mac Studio. I think that's we're not we're not getting a Mac Pro. We're not getting an Ultra chip. Uh, we're not getting a larger iMac. I don't think that's going to happen. Realistically, I don't think we're going to get an M3 Pro iMac either. And I don't think we're getting any MacBook Airs. Um, I think Apple is probably trying to get the price down of the MacBook Air, so if that means it's got to be on an older chip, sure, fine. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that, that would be my expectation. As for the chips themselves, we have heard some interesting theories about the core layouts for the GPU, which I will pull up in just a second, but what do you think about my expectation of like devices that we will or will not see updated do you agree i agree with what you said but i am holding out hope that they will
1: do one additional thing that could either be a larger imac it could be the hypothetical apple tv we talked about i guess you know we would have heard something if it was going to be that so it's probably not going to be that but it could be a larger imac could be the apple tv thing it could be these compute car I don't know. I just I'm just hoping that there's gonna be something beyond e- even even if they put a pro chip in the iMac, even if they're all 24 inch iMacs, but there's one configuration with a pro chip in it. I feel like at least and that's not even that interesting, and that has no bearing on me because I'm not gonna buy an iMac. But like I'm just hoping that there's mm. like at least something a little bit because if they just come out and they say okay here's the new chips you know we'll look at the core counts in a second and, and whatever they'll say you know they're going to be marginally faster maybe even a bit more but if they do that then they say okay we're putting it in these existing products and you know something related to gaming that's okay but maybe one little one more little thing to make it a little bit more exciting that's what i'm hoping for
0: yeah no i i think that that's fair um I'm not sure what that one more thing in this case, as it were, would be, but I I really think that the, the like wow factor for this is going to be the tie into gaming. I think that the chips themselves are going to be a decent upgrade, but I think that the, the gaming support really is the focus of this. I mean, they wouldn't change from a Tuesday morning to a Monday evening if they wanted to just have, you know, some developer shoot a little video that they put in after they introduced the chips. I think that that's, that's like legitimately like half of this event is gaming-focused. That would be my impression anyway. Yeah, I
1: I definitely agree. And I'm curious to see you know, okay, maybe the one extra little thing is related to the gaming. But it's just, if they just say, you know, they, they'll say, you know, we'll have console-level games with ray tracing and whatever running flawlessly on our new Apple <laughs> Silicon Mac. Like, like they'll say yeah. that, and that's great, and that's very cool. I just hope that there's, like, I don't know, one extra little, even if it's related to gaming, one extra little thing if for no other reason than for me because i don't really play triple a games and i feel like i also wouldn't personally want to play them on my laptop if i like to play games on a tv or if i'm on the go something a bit more portable but usually on the tv so who knows maybe maybe just something a little bit a little bit extra
0: <sighs> that's true somebody said here uh, a 52 foot iMac what do you think about Whoa. that
1: that would be great for uh for gaming. I mean, huge oh, yeah.
0: display. Talk about an immersive experience, am I right? We don't even need Vision Pro anymore. Just get one of those. <laughs> that's No, absolutely. I think you would that's they could call it the eye wall at that point. I like that.
1: I think I I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. I'm changing my prediction. That's going to be the yeah. one extra
0: thing. I th- I agree. I agree. Now, here's the thing that's weird. We got to get back to the chips for a second, cuz I think I think we've got a good understanding about where we're, where what we're looking at in terms of the the devices, but the chips themselves very odd. And I want to show you this one particular leak um, from from Power on from German's newsletter that just just came out this morning. Very weird, okay. So, here's his expectations for the M3, M3 Pro, and M3 Max. First of all, crazy that we're getting those all at once, just have to say that again, but the M3 is expected to have four high-performance cores and four efficiency cores and 10 cores for graphics. That's the same as the M2, okay? So, already seems like a refresh More so than the total overhaul with 3 nanometer that we were expecting. But where things are weird is the M3 Pro. He says that there's been multiple configurations, including one with 12 CPU cores. That's the same core count that we currently have. But it's a different breakdown. 6 performance, 6 efficiency. That is very odd, okay? Because right now we have 8 performance... And for efficiency that makes a little bit more sense to me I don't know why you would reduce the performance cores in favor of more efficiency cores um, but 18 graphics cores that's uh that's not bad that's not bad we currently have uh oh God what is it 19 19 cores something weird yeah that's the max I think 16 to 19. So then this is going to 18 odd um, and then then higher-end versions of the m3 pro could have 14 CPU cores and 20 gra- graphics cores okay so this is weird because I've seen this reported as there are different like variants of what could be the m3 pro this sounds more like the binning thing so it seems like we are going to get an increase of two cores. I would assume that those are performance cores. So we would have, weirdly, the same amount of performance cores at eight, but two more efficiency cores across the board.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering... And one
0: more GPU core.
1: Yeah, uh, I think, like, okay, and the first bullet point under M3, it says... Um, Uh, far faster performance from each core. So maybe, you know, they're focusing more on the, the, the power of the cores rather than just adding more cores. And so maybe I do think it's still weird six performance and six efficiency, but maybe those six efficiency cores are noticeably more powerful than the previous ones to the point where Mm. some tasks that would have been handled by a performance core could actually now be handled by an efficiency core or something like that it is still kind of weird I agree but maybe there's some sort of math going on like that
0: yeah no I think you're right I think the math is probably I, I would hope that that we're talking about a component level upgrade because that the 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 m1 and the m2 are very very similar uh, the m1 is based on the a14 the m2 is based on the a15 so, and, and the A15 is based on the A14. So, like, it's all very, very similar. They're, they're basically the same cores. And the A16 is a tweak of those f- yet again, with the A17 being a further tweak of that. So, I, I am hoping that there's a little bit more, okay? If you're talking about Scary Fast, what what we're seeing is an additional two uh, efficiency cores and two or it's either two or one additional GPU cores which is weird although to be fair the M2 was weird because they have 16 and 19 are the that's the binning that's a weird weird number don't know why they did that yeah. but yeah i mean you're talking about you're talking about a very similar Layout to the the CPU and the GPU. So hopefully the cores themselves will be a little faster as for the m3 max this one is This is actually more interesting to me because For the first time we have an uncoupling of the CPUs the m the m the m1 pro the m1 max the m2 pro the m2 max the only difference is between those chips were GPU cores. They added more, but the CPUs were the same. So you could buy a 14-inch MacBook Pro or a 16-inch MacBook Pro. M1 Pro, M2 Pro, M1 Max, M2 Max. They were tied together, but now they're not. So this, I think, this is actually really encouraging because I think Apple does need to push the the envelope a little bit and so going to 16 cpu cores that's 12 performance for efficiency that's a great ratio 12 performance cores whew, dude that sounds like a that sounds like a crazy good chip yeah that is that a really interesting fast. chip oh yeah and so i suspect that that will actually make i think that's going to make the max studio a pretty tough sell if you think about it, um, because or not the Max Studio the M the M three Ultra Max Studio a tough sell because I think the M three Max is going to be just about the perfect chip if you need crazy performance but you don't need the the expense and the let's be honest diminishing returns that you get with the Ultra chips. Yeah. That's
1: definitely true. I know there are some people who have said that even the M2 Ultra is not enough for their workflows. You know, I don't know if they're doing 3D modeling and rendering or some sort of crazy video editing or or you know visual effects, whatever. I'm sure there are people that will appreciate that uh, you know even more power, but for the vast majority of people. Okay, the vast majority of people would be fine with the entry-level chip. Just just to be clear, mm-hmm. they'd be fine with the M3. But it is very cool and it's very nice to see I don't know, just like it's just like typical progress, right? But, you know, in a couple years when I want to upgrade my current Mac, I can get something like this one. The one that I have right now is like fully upgraded from when it was new in 2021. But in a couple years, I could theoretically get something that's at least as powerful like the base model in a couple years will probably have you know not maybe it won't be quite as powerful but it will be more powerful in some regards and it'll have caught up a lot i don't know it's nice it's nice to see when they push the envelope for the the upper level chip then you get a little bit of trickle down economics into the lower tier chips and you know over the years it it compounds and you know it's good to see them pushing uh, pushing at the higher level, even if you don't need the higher level, you know, it'll come down to you eventually.
0: No, you're absolutely right. That That's a great point. And uh, I think a lot of people miss that. Like, we always talk about a lot of the high-end stuff, even if we don't need it. Like, it's just the excitement for the technology. Mm-hmm. And what I think is interesting this time around is Apple is seemingly setting a decently high expectation. Right, we know that we're not getting a hugely different CPU configuration. They're you know adding efficiency cores to the M2 Pro and they're adding a performance cores to the uh, max. We're adding, uh, he said, 32 and 40 GPU cores for the M3 max. That's a net gain of two. Currently, the bin is 30. And the uh, the full fat is thirty eight, so that's plus two on on the max. Now that that's a great, I think that's a again a sweet spot. But the question really is, what what's what are the cores? Because I think to your point, Noah, a lot of people are really pushing the limits of everything. They want the fastest of l- l- nothing is fast enough for some people. And so, I'm sure people are going to be, you know, sitting there with their fully loaded M2 Pro, sorry, M2 Max 16-inch, going like, okay, give me to, give it to me. I want more. Give me that power. And, I mean, you have to assume we're talking about 40 compared to 38. That's 5% more cores. Not 5%. What is that? Uh, 2 out of yeah 5%. That's is that right? Is my mental math right on that? Uh you're
1: pretty close. 5% of 38 is
0: 1.9. Okay. All right. So I'll I'll take that. So you get an, you, you we should be able to expect a minimum of 5% performance gain just by adding more cores. Sure. Um so one would hope that when you take those cores and make them a little faster, maybe 15 or 20% plus ray tracing, which obviously will will make things even better because it's hardware acceleration. I'd be happy with that. I think that's probably what we're looking at. Yeah, I think that
1: seems pretty typical, usually like around 15% performance like for a like a like a baseline some years you know they really go you know more on the performance but like i think pretty typical is around you know 15% i think that's what the m2 over the m1 was like 15% right so um, yeah yeah i could definitely see you know if they're not increasing the core counts by all that much then the power of the individual cores is going to have to go up in order for that to work and i feel like yeah they combine that with the uh, the ray tracing, like the better GPU, um, there was, uh, someone mentioned something about like a new neural engine, a new image signal processor, uh, whatever, like a couple upgrades throughout the chip and it'll be a decent, you know, maybe not the most exciting chip. I think the ray tracing is pretty cool and I think Apple's going to take advantage of that,
0: but, but, you know, a pretty solid chip upgrade otherwise. Yeah. And uh, another thing I wanted to highlight here, right we've got um, Milton here in the in chat saying the what we've been talking about the the chip expectations for the uh, the CPU the GPU, but what's interesting is and I had forgotten about this thirty six gigabytes of memory. so what does that mean what what what's going on here well apparently. The the theory goes, Noah, that Apple is moving away from using the 8-gigabyte chips that they've been using, and they want to go to 12. So, here's here's where that gets interesting. I think that there is a chance that the new base amount of memory will be 12 gigabytes instead of 8. And I'm, I'm putting that out there because I haven't really seen that. That's not – it's not a leak per se. I don't have any sources that I can point to. But from everything that I've heard, I've heard – you know, we already have a 24-gigabyte memory option. Now we're hearing about 36. Like, I – I th- and, and 96 was an option um, on – the, the the m2 pro or on the m2 max right so apple is already starting to dabble with these multiples of 12 right we're not just we're not just base eights anymore here folks so what do you think
1: i think that would be a great addition i mean i'm never gonna say no to more uh you know more memory in my in my computer but i definitely think yeah, I mean, if Apple wants to push these computers a bit further, and if they start talking about, you know, if they want to, like want AAA games, and they want those to run. Those can use a lot of memory uh, for like the, the GPU to have all the textures and and uh, whatever meshes and map data. I'm not a game developer, but but I know that games take up a lot of memory, and so even for that reason alone, but also just general performance and being able to have more things open at once i think it would be great to see uh more multiples you know more to see multiples of 12 and i think you know to your point about that we've seen them start to show up it always makes sense you're always going to see things go in these multiples like obviously powers of two is sort of the baseline like you know things like you see a lot of things happen in powers of two 64 gigs 256 gigs 512 1 terabyte whatever, you know, powers of 2. Mm-hmm. But generally, yeah, if you see like 12, 24, 36, they can have that 12 gig chip and, you know, put more of them more. So you you always see things in multiples. And that would be that would be great. I'd be happy with that honestly. If they're like the max start with 12 gigs and the the upgrades are increments of 12, uh that
0: would be that would be awesome. Dude, that. I got I've made a mistake Noah. I got my hopes up. I got too excited. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just thought about what what a better value 12 versus 8 is. Like the thing is, it's just so expensive to to add memory to and storage to Apple devices. That honestly, they could make Apple Silicon competitive just by adjusting those upgrades like the m2 the m2 pro the m2 max are more than enough performance for most of the people that buy it no question where it gets where the value gets a little bit harder for me is in in the outrageous criminal frankly prices that they're sharing uh, that they that they just haven't let go of. I mean, like, dude, it's been like this since twenty fifteen. Come on, man. Like, if I go to spec out an M two Pro fourteen inch, okay. If I want sixteen gigs and a terabyte and the full fat M two Pro, I'm at twenty five hundred bucks. Now that's not a bad price, but I think if if you were to go to two terabytes of ssd boom your budget is already blown you know what i mean like you do one upgrade to the storage four hundred dollars 16 to 32 gigs of ram four hundred dollars that makes no sense to me because i could go on amazon right now i like how i googled it that's fun don't worry about that i could go ahead and look up two terabyte nvme ssd and look at these things. 126 dollars. Here's a 980 Pro. This is a Gen 4. This is a fast. This is faster than Apple storage. Tell you that much. Look at that. 6,600 megabytes per second from Crucial here for 105 dollars. And that's just to buy it outright. That's not even an upgrade. Apple's charging 400 additional. To upgrade from storage that you're already paying for. So like, dude, they really, they could fix their entire lineup by going to base 12. So 12 on the M3, upgraded 24 and 36. And just reducing the prices. Knock $100 off. It can still be overpriced. But just $400 to go from 1 to 2 terabytes, get real we know it's two chips of nand it's not that expensive
1: no i i definitely agree it's always i like to have the one terabyte uh of of internal memory i could probably get away without it but i am using more than 512 right now and i kind of Mm -hmm. like the peace of mind of not having to deal with it but it's so expensive and same with the the memory upgrade honestly like i have one on i have it on on this one but i really don't need it but like i agree start a little bit higher and then make it more worth it even if you jump up to just jump up to the to the max chip and you get 24 gigs instead of 12 that's already pretty big you don't even you really have no need most people have no need to upgrade the memory beyond there but i also agree make it a little bit cheaper um I like you know the student discount is nice because it makes the upgrades a bit cheaper it makes them almost palatable but like make them a bit cheaper they really can and you know if apple needs to compete if they're launching this chip 10 months after the other one and they're like upgrading computers that have been recently upgraded if they're actually scared of the of the their competitors of intel maybe this upgrade is scary fast because you know they're they're upgrading it really quickly because they're scared of Intel, uh, whatever they could reduce the prices a bit, upgrade upgrade the what they're offering, and reduce the prices of the upgrades,
0: and that would go a long way. If they imagine, if they did five twelve gigs of storage to as base, oh. yes, oh, so good. Please, please, they won't though. That's the thing. They're dude. It is such a racket. It really is. Yeah. If if anything, if literally
1: anything, they would do an iPhone 15 Pro Max and they would get rid of the lower tier storage but still charge you the same price for the higher tier storage. If anything, right. that's what they would do. I don't think they would do that. They, if that anything, that's what they do. I don't think
0: they would make it less expensive. Yeah, I know. It's just so tragic. I mean, dude, it was bad enough this year or i guess last year with the m2 where they 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 put 1 256 gigabyte nand instead of 2 128 because honestly apple has been so stubborn about this that it's more it's harder for them to find storage that's small enough that's the thing it's actually like it's actually it hurts my mind because a lot of people Thought that that Apple did that for cost cutting. No, dude. It's just hard to find someone who's willing to manufacture NANDs that are that small anymore. So they just said, "Okay, screw it. Two. We'll just use the two fifty six and just have one of them, and we're just gonna make your SSD half as fast instead of instead of just upgrading the base storage, which we should have done years ago. Like that is how committed they are to ripping you off." And it's so weird because they don't rip you off on their chips. The chips are a great value. You know, an M2 MacBook Air is still a good price. $10.99 for a laptop of that performance, absolutely worth it. The problem is, I talk about this every single time a new product comes out. If you start upgrading the storage and the RAM, it obliterates any value proposition that you're getting. And I don't understand why they're so obsessed with ripping people off on the storage. I mean, maybe... Here's a crazy conspiracy theory. Maybe this is all a tactic. Maybe they said, okay, you go out, you you buy a new MacBook. You get so disgusted by how ungodly expensive it is to upgrade your storage that you say, screw it, I'm not going to do it. And then... You run out of storage, so you're like, ah, oh, well, now I gotta buy another computer. I mean,
1: maybe I, I, I guess maybe it's more just like Apple. Apple's Apple's gotta make their money somewhere. Obviously, they're they have margins on their on their computers. Like you buy the base model, obviously there's gonna be a margin on that. But I guess like. The upgrades are such an easy place for them to to make big margins. It's so easy for them to say, like, you know, pick how much storage you want. And remember, you won't be able to upgrade it later, so you better make sure you have enough. And then it almost, like, not I don't want to say scares people into it, but it makes you think, like, oh, better safe than sorry. I better just spend a bit of extra money now, so I'll be fine down the road. And then some people do it and and whatever. I'm, they have huge margins on, on those, and, and I guess they don't want to give up those margins as much, but I definitely agree, you know, this could be a great opportunity for them to do something better, even if it's just... Even if they don't make the upgrades less expensive and they just increase the base, start at 12 gigs of unified memory, 2436, whatever... And if they keep the prices the same, that would still be a bit better. Like you'd start with more and most people would be fine with that, but the people that want to upgrade, at least you would get, you know, you'd go in increments of 12 instead of increments of 8. So the value even, you know, you get a bit more value for the same price if you do upgrade. Still too expensive, a little bit more value for the memory.
0: We'll see. Exactly. I think that's I honestly I would be I would be placated for the next couple of years two or three more years if they just did that. 12 gigs of Unified, half a terabyte. I would be such a happy camper. I would still not even touch those upgrade prices because there's still too much. But at the very least, I wouldn't feel like I was being ripped off because I would have a usable starting point. That's part of the reason why I recommend the 14-inch MacBook Pro so much. It's because when you go... like their apples apples prices are so weird that they're like cannibalizing their own products basically because like we know that if you if you go to buy a 14-inch MacBook Pro right 1999 that's going to get you obviously the double bin processor that's going to be the same going forward but you get 16 RAM 512 SSD But if you go to buy a MacBook Air, the 15-inch, which I love, I absolutely adore the 15-inch MacBook Air. But the problem is, if you want 16 gigs of RAM and half a terabyte SSD, you're already at $1,700, which is only $200, $300 off from buying a new m2 pro 14 inch not not even mentioning the discounts that you can find on them so i don't know man i hope they do something about it um which would of course mean they'd have to start at a terabyte on the 14 inch because if you're doubling the base storage you kind of have to do it across the board so i think it's unlikely but the ram i could see I know that Apple loves their eight gigs, but I'm hearing a lot. I I don't know. The CCRP isn't there, but the the murmurings, you know, whatever the opposite of CCRP is, right? It's not credible, correlated, repeating or proximal, but it is like there. Yeah, it's the vibes.
1: It's the uh, yeah, the the aura. It's the Mm -hmm. I, I get it. I get it. I feel
0: it. Yeah. You feel it? You feel the vibes? I
1: feel it. I think I think I think unified memory increase could definitely happen.
0: I hope so. Dude, it's exciting. It really is exciting. And uh so I guess we got to we got to fill everyone in on the on the plan for tomorrow because this is a weird one, right? We have our our podcast less than 24 hours before the Apple event. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, they're on Tuesdays, but um, a Monday night, very strange. Anyway, as usual, we will be here streaming during that event, and I know that there's a bunch of people here that don't normally get to go to Apple events because of the time, so now, they'll be able to. Conversely, there's also a lot of people that do go at that time and won't be able to go this time, but anyway, don't worry about them. They'll be fine. We're gonna... Should we start streaming, what, like half an hour before? So 4.30 p.m. Pacific? I think that's good, yeah. Okay, I agree. The thing that I have to figure out is, is what I'm gonna do for my video. Because event starts my time at 8. It'll be done by 9. We'll probably be done our stream by 9. But... <laughs> the thought of like 9 p.m. and it's like okay go make your video yeah kinda kills me a little bit kinda rough i might i might end up just waiting i always try to do a right away video maybe this year will be the year where i i wait and i do a video in the morning yeah i could i could see
1: that working collect your thoughts a little bit i will say uh you know it will it very soon it will be uh if this happens again it will be easier for you because it will be uh what time will it end for me like six about six six yeah maybe a little bit after so you know if you were to be on the west
0: coast you might have a little bit of an easier time but who knows if i were to be have i revealed that i'm moving to los angeles have i done that Have I said that I'm doing that? Because I'm doing it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon. Let me tell you, moving cross-country while being a full-time YouTuber, not easy. Because you don't get to just submit time off or, oh, you know how jobs will like pay your relocation expenses? (gasps) Could you imagine? No. Not only is it all out of pocket. Hopefully some of it's tax deductible, but I will also have to work and have been working extra to get extra videos to go up. Well, I'm, I mean, dude, it's going to, I'm going to like literally just be a vagrant for like two weeks because my stuff gets moved out and then I'm just like, I'm just like not even supposed to be around anymore.
1: Yeah, that's going to be. That is really rough because, you know, before your apartment is all set up, it's kind of hard to film. It's not going to look
0: super great. Yeah, I won't have my gear with me. I won't have... I mean, like, dude, everything is going to be gone. I won't have anything to edit on. I mean, I'll have the M3 Pro 16-inch MacBook Pro probably, but yeah I don't know how that's gonna go
1: yeah that'll be an interesting time I like the comments someone said uh, Gavin said a lot of other Apple podcasters are moving too interesting we know of one potentially eventually two that are also moving I hope and then people are asking why you're
0: moving why are you moving that's a great question it's yeah, I I Noah is so far away. I want to be able to he has like a an effect, but it only works within like a 600 mile radius. It's true. And I was like, all right, I want I don't want to get too close, you know. I I'm not going to go live next to him. Right. But if I go to SoCal when he's in NorCal, that's I think that's close enough.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be any closer than that, but like
0: I think that's an acceptable distance. Yeah, so I guess I will say I will answer two comments here as as our closing remarks for this episode. Number 1, the question was why am I moving? The reason for that is I live in Washington DC. There's not a ton of tech media uh like entertainment and tech YouTubers, influencers, or anything like that here. Los Angeles has a bunch of people that I know that already are there and that are going there. And it's just kind of the place for new media. Uh, And the other thing is this comment saying, Los Angeles is a lot more expensive. Well, you'd think that, but I live in Washington, D.C. And it honestly... Isn't any more expensive than it is here, so I'm already used to it. You know what I mean? Like if I was moving from Dayton, Ohio, I'm sure that'd be a little rough. My my standard for living would probably uh, get me a little bit more in terms of like square footage in Dayton, Ohio, but also I don't have to deal with that because I'm already I'm already getting screwed. So it's not any worse.
1: Yeah, pretty much. But uh, it will definitely be very exciting to 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 have you out on the West Coast. It'll be good for your timing uh, when you have to make videos at you know eight p.m. or or uh, you know it'll or nine p.m. It'll be even earlier here. And I just want to mm-hmm. point out that we actually, or I guess you actually just took questions from listeners and attempted to answer and them. and answered them
0: to varying degrees of success i know it's pretty good oh wow that's incredible and on that note we we better end before we ruin it yeah i agree and we're way over time also oh absolutely i'm i had every expectation that that would be the case and it sure was but you Mm -hmm. know what also is the case What is that the episode is over and i've been your host luke miani
1: I've been your host, Noah Rubin. We will see you in less than 24 hours for the Apple event stream. Make sure to come to Luke's channel for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Take care.